This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Time to keep it 300. This is Keeping It 300 brought to you by Blue Wire. I'm Fallon Smith along with my guy James Jones. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, we are taping this on a Friday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, my least favorite holiday. Yeah, call me Negative Nancy if you want. It's fine. <laughs> James, how was your Valentine's Day? Uh, my Valentine's Day was pretty good, you know what I mean? Valentine's Day ain't really necessarily for the men, you know what I'm saying? So we we kind of got cheated in that one, you know what I'm saying? But it was cool, you know what I mean? I think the best thing about it is you get to go to a nice little restaurant, you know, still eat you some food, so you're part of that. So we just went to Red Lobster, you know what I mean? That's your favorite place. It's yeah, where you proposed. Exactly. <laughs> so we went to Red Lobster, ate some good food, got on back, you know, and then, you know, had Valentine's Day. I guess that's what everybody's supposed to do. That's why you take them to dinner, right? Uh, TMI. <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, I didn't go to dinner. We ate in. I don't like Valentine's Day. And I'm married, so it's not the like, oh, I'm single and bitter. That's why I hate Valentine's Day. No, I have never liked Valentine's Day. And here's why. One, love should be every day. I know that's corny, but love should be every day. Two, Companies make a crap ton of money at your expense, especially flower companies like buy me roses or flowers a day after Valentine's Day because they're going to be three times less expensive. You know, flower companies, they unnecessarily jack up the prices for one day, one day out of the year, knowing people will still buy them. Well, maybe two days out of the year because Mother's Day, etc. But yes, Valentine's Day Roses and flowers are ridiculously expensive, but people still buy them. So I don't know if you buy flowers for your woman, but do you buy them on Valentine's Day? And if so, how much do you spend? Well, you know, I'll just go pick a couple, you know what I mean? They mean a little more when you go outside and, you know, you grab a couple, you know, off the streets, you know what I'm saying? I went hand picked these for you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's, 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 double, that's double bonus. And I put them in a vase and some water, you know what I mean? That's double bonus. <laughs> I can't stand you. We all know that these are lies. You are not keeping it 300 right now. But I yeah, also... These- True story. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you. But um, I think also another reason why I don't like Valentine's Day is because holidays should include everyone, and this excludes single people. So I don't like it. I think it's not fair. And I also did something, did, did something happen to you or you when you were little or something? Did you have a Valentine and he didn't show up or something? <laughs> no. Started hating the whole Valentine's Day, or do you just hate it? I just don't like it because I don't know. I guess oh. I'm not like a super romantic person. I guess you would say, and and I think right. most of this stuff is corny. If that makes sense, like I hate the sappy Valentine's posts, like my forever Valentine, and so. 
So any so any other day, if they're romantic, you're good with it. But Valentine's Day, you like, ugh, why? Is that, that's that's what you're saying? No, I'm just, I'm I'm actually not. Like I think you know, guys who write poems and guy, I just don't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think that is just corny. For some reason, it makes me extremely uncomfortable. Um, okay. I like affection. Well, hopefully, guys that hopefully guys that write poems don't watch this. I mean, don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I'm I'm really rude. I feel like, but everyone goes, dang, you're super negative. Like, why, are you like a bitter single woman? But no, I'm actually married thank you very much but how about those conversation hearts like when you were younger the be mine crazy for yeah. you that's hey, like so things, corny them things, them things was fire too though they was good give them all to me i'll take them <laughs> they taste like um chalk hey i loved them i eat them right now for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing i will say though um i don't completely hate it because i love my dad and i am 34 years old and my dad still sends me a card every year with the gift card uh, to somewhere in it. He's the best. Yeah. And last year it was Whole Foods, right? But uh, <clears throat> there isn't a Whole Foods here in Columbia, Missouri, because you know I'm in the boondock. <laughs> <laughs> so this year he got me a Starbucks card. It was cute. See? So, I, so I know you look forward to that, too. So you like Valentine's Day a little bit because you know you're going to get something from Pop. Yes, he's the cutest. See? He uh, actually never picks out cards, right? My mom, for all the other holidays, picks out cards. But he specifically, every single year, goes to the store and reads through cards and picks out cards for me and my sisters. It's like the cutest thing ever. See, and, that, and that's what it's about right there. See, Valentine's Day is all about the thought that counts. It ain't about exactly. all the roses. It's about the thought that counts. That's why I go out on the street and I pick them flowers. This is the thought, man. It's <laughs> the time. You, <laughs> you don't pick no flowers. You're just over here lying. You don't pick <laughs> any damn flowers. You know, get like me. Oh, no. But anyways, my dad's a tough guy, and so I love that this is the soft side of him. So that is one reason I guess I, will, I love Valentine's Day. Now, one last thing. <laughs> my husband, as you know, Nick, um, he knows I hate Valentine's Day. So yeah. we didn't do anything because, one, we usually don't do anything for Valentine's Day. Um, but we did plan on going to dinner and a movie yesterday because he got off work early for the first time in forever. But... No, he fell asleep at probably like six o'clock at night. And then I had to go pick up food and bring it back for when he woke up. So that was our Valentine's Day. But he was exhausted from work, so that's okay. Yeah, he worked he work hard, man. He's training people 24-7, man. That's tired. He actually said me going to work every day is your Valentine's gift. I said, yeah. okay, first of all. But then you know what he did? So he made a card for me. He personalized it. And it was actually hilarious because in the front it said, I have something to share with you. Inside, there was a picture of us, you know, and then he wrote, what are the three best things about Valentine's Day? One, you're married to me. Two, you have my last name. Three, all of the above. So you're the luckiest woman in the world. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, well, there you go. At least, at least he hand-written it, though, so you know you know he means it. No, he made it on the computer, but how oh. freaking rude is that? How rude is that? Oh, man. You know, hey, he's letting you know he loves you. He gave you nah. all. He gave you them three things. He let nah. you know he loves you, man. No, he's just, he's, just, uh, he's just rude. But anyways, <laughs> he did it on purpose to make me mad. So it was fine, though. All right, um, enough about love. <laughs> Let's talk about some sports-related topics, uh, specifically football so last week was the first sunday without football or was it hmm okay so as you know the nfl season may be over but we are still getting our fix of football thanks to the alliance of american football the aaf now james i gotta yeah. be honest when i first heard about the aaf last year i thought there was no way 
It was going to be successful. Just another league that will fold in a couple years. But I may have been wrong. It had a successful first weekend on CBS as far as ratings went. The games were entertaining. There were a lot of familiar faces. Um, You know, and I think it's a great chance for some guys who have maybe slipped under the radar to get noticed. You know, it's a feeder league to the NFL. And, you know, former NFL players get another chance at football. And your colleague, Kurt Warner, he tweeted that he's the poster boy for leagues like this. So he loves it. What about you? I actually watched the game, sat there and watched it like it was a real NFL game because obviously it's a lot of coaches and a lot of players either that I've played with or they have coached me. So I sat there and watched it, and I loved everything about it. And, and what I love about it is you're giving these kids – it's, it's kind of like the D-League, the NBA. Yeah. Like you're giving these kids an opportunity to make it back in the NFL because – What's the best way scouts like to evaluate a player? They like to evaluate him with a helmet on, playing real big-time football. And that's what we've seen. And what I really loved is, shoot, it was like 30,000 people in the stands watching these games. Mm-hmm. So you're still getting that you know, real NFL and that real college feel. I loved it. And then the names they were saying, I'm like, dang, he played for a little bit in the NFL. Dang, he got drafted pretty high. So it's entertaining because it's still a lot of guys that you know. And then you've seen the physical violence of the game. And yeah. I think that's what's going to continue to bring people back and back. I love, I loved watching the game. Well, uh, it's a 12-week season, for those who don't know, uh, and it wraps up with the championship game right before the NFL draft in late April, so we're always going to have football, which is pretty cool. But here are the eight teams. Arizona Hotshots, Orlando Apollos, Birmingham Iron, San Antonio Commanders, Salt Lake Stallions, San Diego Fleet, Atlanta Legends, Memphis Express. Now, what is your favorite based on the name alone? Ooh-wee. Say the names again. Okay. Arizona Hotshots, Orlando Apollos, Birmingham Iron, San Antonio Commanders, Salt Lake Stallions, San Diego Fleet, Atlanta Legends, Memphis Express. I'm going to take the San Diego Fleet just because the young kids, you know, it ain't they little saying, you know, that's on fleet or that's on No, school. it's fleet, F-L-E-E-T, like oh. a fleet, like an army fleet. Oh, I ship's don't know it. what it sounds like on fleet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I got to take, uh, who was Apollo? You said Birmingham Apollo? No, no, Orlando Apollos. Yeah, I'm taking Apollo. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take, though, I like two of them. So I like Salt Lake Stallions. No, no, no. You get one. Okay, fine. I'm going to take then San Diego Fleet because Fleet is like as one, you know? Oh, if you you just said that to the little kids, they're going to say that's all Fleet. No, they're not. Okay, Salt Lake Stallions is also a good one because, you know. I think of that as like strong, powerful because of uh, oh, you the horse. Strong stallion walking yeah. with it back there, huh? You, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I could rock with that stallion. Yeah, but, uh, that's I got to take Apollo. Okay, so how about your? Oh, you don't even know what the colors are because you probably didn't look. So there is one color scheme I was going to ask you your favorite color scheme with these teams, but yeah, obviously. I haven't looked. I haven't looked at all the unis. But what I will say is the games that I watch, yeah. the unis is clowning. The unis is sweet. You start you start getting some star players in there, and you know people start wearing them unis. Them uniforms, them uniforms is cold. I like the uniforms. Well, the Birmingham Iron. Um, they're silver and black. So. Ooh, they got that Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's my favorite color scheme. But 
that's about it because I'm not a fan of any team from Alabama. So, yeah. <laughs> but their color scheme is pretty damn nice. Yeah, I mean, they, like I said, the uniforms was clean. But like I said, it was, I mean, watching it, I, I kind of got the, like I was watching an NFL game feel. And it was only the first week. It was, it was good stuff. But then again, man, even though I, I was talking to Kurt Warner, too, and it's just like these third, fourth string guys, practice squad guys that play in the NFL, when your season's over, you can go and play real football and go in there. Because if you ain't played all season mm-hmm. and then you got to come back in and get ready for training camp and you and your very first game that you play is preseason, you're going to be rusty. So after the season goes, you can go and play 10 real games and get better and come back to your training camp and then you already got 10 good games under your belt, it's just going to help your game. It's going to elevate your game. And same as for running backs and wide receivers. Yeah, do you, you know, go out there and risk getting hurt and all that? Yeah, probably. But if you don't get hurt, I mean, you benefit off running, I mean, getting in these games and be able to get that real time so you, it could prepare you for the for the NFL. So I love the league. I think the league is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be treated like our D league, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be exciting for, for the fans for sure. And this helps NFL scouts find some diamonds in the rough, right? Absolutely. And, and another thing about it is you, you, you can't blitz. You only can rush five guys. So now when you're evaluating, you know, like Gruden says, pass rushers are hard to find. So now, <laughs> now when you sit there and you you know you scouting these kids, you know they can't blitz. So a lot of this is going to be one on one pass rushing, and you got to win. So if it's a guy in the AAF that leads in sacks, he really he really beating up on guys, yeah. and and vice versa for the O line. If this is an O line that's not giving up sacks, they really blocking guys. You know what I mean? So it'll be good to be able to evaluate guys because they really got to show their talent. You know so. Like I said, I love it. I think it's a good thing, especially I think it's very good for our league, too, because the worst position in our league is play is probably backup quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. So now you get these quarterbacks coming there that are able to kind of put film out there. They're able to get better. So if they ever do, you know, get an opportunity, you know, they'll be well, they'll be more prepared than they are now than not playing. Because, I mean, some of these backup quarterbacks could go five years without playing a game. No, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you get, you're able to go out here and play some games, you know, and be able to, you know, get into some of that live action. And look, there's nothing like live action. You know what I mean? That's the only way you get better. I mean, practice, you know, you get better a little, but you have to have them games. So I love, I love this league because I think, I think it's going it's to help a lot of the young players. Well, you mentioned that they're not able uh, to blitz. So, yes, they tweak the rules. It's a little different than the NFL um, because they want to emphasize both safety and the pace of play. So here are a few rule changes uh, that I thought stood out, and I wanted to get your take on this. Kickers get no respect, though, in this league. <laughs> there, there are no kickoffs uh, for safety reasons, so all the drives start at the 25. Oh, well, not all of them, but you know what I mean, um, after scores. Um, and then no extra points, so teams have to go for two after touchdowns. Now, there are field goals still, okay? But all in all, the kicker's role is diminished. Also, there are no onside kicks. So I'll just start with that rule. And what do you think about the kicker's role being diminished in this league? Well, let's just say this. The only thing that matters 
is kicking field goals. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're going to get signed off of. You're not going to get signed because you kick the ball two yards in the end zone. Yeah. You are going to get signed because you make 50-yard field goals. You know, So if they took the field goals out of it, I'll say, yeah, man, the kickers got robbed. Mm-hmm. But listen, nobody's going to remember after the game saying, hey, man, you kicked the ball in the end zone five <laughs> times today. They're not, they're not going to remember that. But they are going to remember them five field goals you made. So as long as field goals are still part of it, they still have the same shot to make it to the National Football League as all the other guys have in there. Because, listen, we know it was a bunch of kicks missed this past season in the NFL. So if you're a consistent kicker in the AAF, you better believe that the NFL scouts and the NFL teams is going to be watching yeah. and they're not going to be watching your kickoffs now if you kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone every play you know what i'm yeah. saying and they like dang this kid done kicked the ball out of the back of the end zone you know 10 times in a row then that's something but it ain't too many kickers doing that so get in there make your field goals in the clutch yeah. and when you ain't got no pressure on you and you had the same shot that all these other guys have. Well, what do you think about having no extra points? I think that actually makes the game a little more exciting. I love it, yes. That makes the game more exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one preseason with Coach Mike, we didn't kick a, a field goal, I mean a, a extra point. We went for two every time, and we were like, dang, I hope we do this during the regular season, but it didn't happen that way. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it, may, it makes the game more exciting yeah. because, too, when the game's on the line, you score a touchdown, you cannot – just go out there and kick a little extra points. You gotta go for two, and then it's obvious a challenge for the coaches too because you got to design these creative, you know, two point plays. And you know, I love it. I think I think it's good for the game, good for the fans. Well, what I like is if there's a shootout, right? It's like not like seven points here, then seven points, then fourteen, then tied at fourteen. Then you know what I mean? It's gonna be based on if you could convert the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think, again, makes the game more exciting. Now, here's a rule that I really like. They've kind of developed the college overtime rules with each team getting one possession, but teams will begin with first and goal from the 10-yard line. Yeah. So that's different from college. And this is also different from college. If the game is still tied after one possession, it will end in a draw, yeah. which sucks. In my opinion, because yeah. I hate ties. So that's uh, the one different um, component from college. But at least each team gets a possession in overtime, which I have been screaming about forever, and I want the NFL to develop that. No, the NFL don't need that. If you, Why? Why? Because I, if, you, if it's overtime <sighs> in the playoffs and the opposing team gets the ball on the 20-yard line and they drive it 80 yards down your throat – and score a touchdown, you lose. You lost. Yeah, but that's, like if you can't mm. if you can't hold them to a field goal, you lost. Or stop them and get them off the field, you lost. If they drive it eighty yards down your throat, you deserve no, to lose. No, but here's why I think it's stupid. I don't think a coin flip should determine the outcome of a game. And you're going to say no, it was hey, their defense that didn't make a stop. Gotta, hold on, you got to play defense. No, so you here's the thing. Defense. I think it is a disservice to the league. For example, like the AFC Championship game this year, that Patrick Mahomes did not get a chance to have the ball in his hand. In overtime. Man, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs went the whole first half with day near almost not scoring a okay, point. Okay, but guess what? So you think But guess what? They tied it and went to overtime. Yeah, but that but that's the thing though. Your defense had they got the Patriots got the ball on the twenty. Okay, hold on. But are you telling me though you will be okay 
<clears throat> if Tom Brady did not touch the football in overtime, you would still feel the same if way. If the Patriots, if the Patriots did not stop them from going eighty yards, you're absolutely right. I just feel like it's equal opportunity, man. It's not equal opportunity because they did not both possess the football <laughs> in overtime. Because your your defense has a chance to stop oh. them. It's not like they get the ball on the ten oh. to score a touchdown and nobody else gets it. Eighty yards. 80 yards down your throat. You deserve to lose. Coin flip. You deserve no, to lose. I think no, it's, no, no, it's no, stupid. We it's don't basically need the luck of the coin both flip. Both people touch the ball at yes, the end. You, do. you score a touchdown, James, we score a touchdown, and we your keep team, No, going. stop it. You are an offense. So if the yes, Green Bay Packers were in the freaking Super Bowl and it comes down to overtime and Aaron Rodgers did not have a chance to touch the ball in overtime and you didn't yeah. get the chance to yeah. be on I offense say, in overtime. Man, I, I would come in there and I was first I would say, dang, it probably was some plays in the game because it always is where we could have made some plays and wouldn't even go to overtime. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll look at my defense like, you mother, you know, I couldn't. 80 yards? Yeah, and then, guess what, and then guess what the whole offseason you're going to think? Man, if we won the coin toss, what if, what if, what if we had the ball yeah, in overtime? You're going to say, I, what I if def- all, I would definitely, all I would definitely season. think that because I always think we're going to score. Like, man, if we would have won the coin toss, mm-hmm. we would have did the same thing the Patriots did. Went down there and scored a touchdown. Exactly. So why aren't you okay with each team possessing the football? Because I feel like, listen, that's why it's offense and defense. And that's why both teams get paid. And that's why both sides of the ball get paid a very lot of money. Because you got to do your job, man. Let's just agree to disagree because I'm... I mean, yeah, I mean, and and that's what the podcast is all about, but... It's okay to disagree. No, but I just think you're not time, keeping it 300 because no, I, I just am keeping it 300. Nah, nah. I would not change. If I was Roger Goodell and all the owners came up to me, I'd say, nope. If your defense can't stop nobody from going 80 yards, you deserve to lose, sir. I don't care if you got Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers as the backup, Tom Brady as the third string. I don't care. You probably do would score. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't stop her from going 80 yards, you, we will never know if you're going to score, sir, because the game is over. Each offense should have a possession and and if i'm roger goodell i would tell all the people don't at me neither (laughs) don't (laughs) at me because that's the rule oh look at you actually (laughs) i like how you uh know some twitter lingo i only know that because i did the check down show and i always had to do a little segment don't at me you know what i mean Uh, i like i like telling the fans don't at me you know what i mean (sighs) each team each offense should possess the ball in overtime. That's just my you, thing. But, I, but anyways. I feel like you, you, got, you got a chance to stop them. I mean, the Chiefs, come on, man. You got an interception and you <laughs> offside, man. I know. Well, that was, yeah. You got three third and tens, and you give up three straight third and tens in overtime. You deserve to lose, man. I think the D Ford, though, uh, neutral zone infraction was yeah. the worst thing ever. <laughs> and then the worst part, part about it all is he came to the sideline watching the film on the pad, and he said, man, was I really offside? How do you not know? Oh, my god! This is the playoffs, man. I mean, and that's the thing. It had nothing to do. It did not affect the play at all. Like, you know what I mean? So it would have been. It but it's, but it's part of the rules, man. You I can't know. just be over there sitting offside. <sighs> Trust me. If there's anybody in the world wanted the Patriots to lose, Lord knows it's me. <laughs> and you me. Trust me. And me. <laughs> I'm but right there with you. That's what I'm saying, man. You give up three third and tens on the same drive. 
you know, you offsides when you get an interception. I mean, that you, you did your job. Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball, what everybody wants, you know. And, but you did, so you deserve to lose. The Patriots okay. earned it. Okay. We, we're moving on from that. Um, <laughs> there was one other thing that I did like from the game that I watched. The replay official was mic'd up. So you saw and heard the thought process of the replay official and what goes on and goes into calls that stand or are reversed. So it shows transparency, and I love that. Because sometimes you're like, what do you mean? How the heck did the call stand? What do you mean the call stand? What do you mean that wasn't a catch? And you want to know what the heck they were thinking when they made that ruling. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. So. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's good for the fans to see so they know the refs ain't just making stuff up and trying to throw no games or nothing because, you know, that's the that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah. oh, they throwing, they throwing the game. They, they seen it was a catch. Oh, so it's good to go ahead and see. This is why we said it wasn't a catch. This is why we did it. And it ain't just when we get out of, get out of a timeout or get out. Because, I mean, when they under there looking and all that, we sometimes you be looking like, hey, who was they talking to? Is they even looking at the stuff? Because, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So I think it's good for the fans to see, like, look, we are doing our job, okay? We ain't just making stuff up over here. But, yeah, I, I love it, man. I love everything about it. I think this league is going to be successful, man. I think it's going to help our game for sure. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's only year one and only week one, so week two is this weekend. So we will see if that continues. Um, now, people are wondering, what are the salaries? How much are people getting paid? That's what um, I'm wondering. Okay, you know so that? yes, I know. So that's why I'm gonna break it down to you real quick. But first, we have to take a quick break because it's ad time. And when we get back, we're not only gonna talk salaries, but we're also going to discuss whether or not Colin Kaepernick should play in the AAF and why he turned down the opportunity to do so. So stay where you are. As we all know, life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives, and it only takes 10 minutes to apply. And you can rest assured knowing you've taken the steps to protect your family. And in most cases with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S, getethos.com. Again, that is E-T-H-O-S, getethos.com. All right, guys, we have an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our male listeners are shaving comfortably. Yep. Go to harrys.com forward slash blue wire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a trial blade cover. You get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the cheap razors, guys. It's totally worth trying Harry's. 
Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned, so Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who have already tried Harry's and claim your trial offer today by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. So if you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. So you can't beat that. You're not losing out on anything. This is a win-win situation, y'all. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for just $3. Okay, we are back talking the AAF and salaries. What do the players get paid? So apparently the players sign a three-year $250,000 contract. So an average of $75,000 per year or per season. But it's broken down like this. 70 k in year one, 80 in year two, and 100 in year three. Now, there are bonus structures set up so players can earn more money. And a lot of the top tier guys will earn more money than that. Um, but based on, you know, 75 k the average of 75 k a year, if you break it down per week, so it's a 12-week season, you're making a little over 6 k Obviously, that's before taxes, but it's over $6,000 per week for a 12-week season. That's not bad. Yeah. You look at it, it's like, that 75000 Like, man, that's not... That's not a lot of money, especially especially when you think seventy five thousand after taxes. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, cut that in half. You know what I mean? It ain't really a lot of money, but I think the biggest thing about it, and uh, what I could see agents telling their players, like, son, this is an opportunity for you to get back in the NFL, or this is an opportunity for you to get to the NFL if you ain't never been there. You know, all eyes are on this league. It's the only football on right now. You know, so you got an opportunity to show yourself. So don't worry about the money because yeah. if you go out here and ball out one season, you're going to be looking back at this after you make a 500000 a year like, dang, I'm glad I played in that league. So, you know, it's not a lot of money, obviously, especially because it's just getting started. But I think I still think it's very good for the players. If I was one of the young players that got cut off a team, I was on practice squad, I'm playing in it. I'm going to make that 75000 a year. But I ain't even really worried about that money because I'm like, man, I'm trying to get back into the National Football League. So yeah. I think it's good for him, though, because, I mean, where else is you going to play a game and be able to make some money like that? You know, uh, these indoor arena leagues, you're making only a couple hundred dollars a week. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So 6000 yeah. that's pretty light. It's basically in line with the XFL, which I don't really know too much about. Um, I mean, and it's a 12-week season, so six grand a week in your pocket Especially for the average Joe, which I know these are not average Joes, but that's still some good money, 6000 a week. Man, no doubt about it. And, I mean, I'm, I'm probably sure they get playoff bonuses and things like yeah, that, they too, in yeah. their contract, so you're probably able to make some more. But then not only that, I mean, you go out here, you play 75000 and then – couple months after that, the NFL season starts, so you're able to probably get on the practice squad and be able to make some more money and all that yeah. stuff. So that's good, man. You can exactly. continue to play football, so that's good stuff. Okay, so a lot of people thought Colin Kaepernick would play in this league and should no. play in this no. league. Why? Now, hold on, listen. Uh, they did try to woo him, but apparently he wanted 
upwards of $20 million. <laughs> and that obviously isn't even in striking distance of what the AAF players make. Um, so clearly unreasonable. Your two cents then. I'll give mine later. Why should he not play? Because obviously you don't think he should play. I don't. Number one, I don't think he should play because it's not enough money for him, for a player of his caliber. Yeah. Like if you really you look at Colin Kaepernick, like the Niners were terrible, his, but he did not play bad. You know what I mean? Did he miss some throws like every quarterback in the National Football League does? Yes, but he played well. Yeah. And to me, he is not – and no disrespect to the AAF players, but he's not an AAF player. He's an NFL player. He's an NFL talent, and we've all seen that. You know what I mean? And he should be a backup to one of these teams, if not a starter, to to some of them in the National Football League. So I agree with him because with Colin Kaepernick, I think the only thing that AAF can do for him is hurt him. Because if he goes out there and plays bad, you better believe the whole talk is going to be, oh, that's why he don't got a job. See, he's no good. And if he goes out there and balls, oh, look who he's playing exactly. against. He should ball. You know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, so I, if I was him, I'm definitely, yeah. If you don't pay me what I want, then I'm not coming out there because it's only going to hurt me. I partially agree with some of the things you have said. One, if he played – I mean, obviously, this is not uh, for cap, but if he played, it will definitely help the league because there are going to be a ton of eyeballs tuning in just for Colin Kaepernick. So, again, that's beneficial for the AAF. Now, for cap, if he played, I think it would help his collusion case a little bit. You know, his camp has said he stayed in football shape and would be ready to go if a team wanted to sign him. So this is a chance to prove that to be true and showcase if he still got it or not. Even though you said, well, if he plays well, people are going to say, look at the competition. Well, he can't help the competition. For one, he can't help that that is the competition, but this is the only league giving him a chance to play. So that's one argument. But at the same time, I'm with you with this. $75,000 is peanuts to Colin Kaepernick. So why grind on the football field for 12 weeks, risk an injury when you can be putting that energy into efforts for social equality, which, of course, he's been doing now that he's no longer in the NFL. Yeah, but I'm telling you, listen, Colin Kaepernick going out there playing with receivers he's never met, with the O-line that can't protect nobody – I mean, well, there was training uh, camp. They did have training camp. Yeah, they had a little, little. They had thirty days to get ready. Yeah. You know, so and that is not a lot of time putting in playbooks, offense, defense. You know, special teams, all that. I mean, that is that is not a lot of time at all. So the odds of him looking bad and not being on the same page with his receivers is very, very high. And you can go. You're going to go out there and, like I say, it. If if he has one bad game, I believe they're going to say, see, that's why he ain't on the team. If he don't have 12 good games and go and win the whole thing, he's not going to get a shot. He's not going to have people out here talking like, see, Colin Kaepernick should be on the team and all that, yeah. you know. So I, I think it it only can hurt him. And it's crazy to, to make it sound like that because, you know, we just was pumping it up yeah, saying it's exactly. great for the players. They're going to get a they gonna be, get a opportunity to play in the national, but it's not going to be like that for Kaepernick. Because yeah. right now everybody's argument is Kaepernick should be on the team. He's better than a lot. they near all the backups and probably a couple starters, you know, in the National Football League. 
If he goes into AAF and plays bad, you better believe that talk is done. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I mean, there is the the risk of me going out there. If you don't pay me twenty million, it is not going to happen because you know. Right now, the fans and the people that's fighting for me think I'm better than a lot of these people. If I go into AAF and look garbage, they're going to be like, oh, shoot, let me all sit on that. If he doesn't, they're going to be like, oh, he's playing against guys that got cut. He's playing against practice squad. I can see this all on the TVs right now. He's playing against practice squad. Now, the same people that got his back, the same people that got his back right now will probably be the same people saying the same thing. See, he should be on the team, but it'll, I, it'll, it's going to be more people saying, oh, man, he's playing against this guy that got cut he played one nfl game that's just my opinion though that's just me here's the thing let's just say he balls out right well that's the best case scenario and he can't do anything else but ball out and showcase his skills against the competition that is on the field like that's the only thing that he can do and he can control did you if you watch the games did you see all these quarterbacks running for their life (laughs) (laughs) did you see these quarterbacks helmets get knocked off and all that that's because it's hard they they cannot protect these quarterbacks. I mean, they, it's just not happening. And Colin Kaepernick, you go number one, you don't have protection. Number two, you just met these wide receivers. Well, I mean, he's best on the run anyways. So, shoot. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. I think actually you know? he'll just run all – it'll be like a college game where, you know, running quarterbacks have a lot of success in college. I think that that probably would be the case in the AAF. He'll run for a ridiculous amount of yards if he played. I mean, this is obviously hypothetical and that is never going to happen, but a lot of people are arguing that he should just play just to showcase if he still got it or not, and then that would help his collusion case. So that's my – I mean, I'm for with both sides, though. I mean, 70K is peanuts. I'm not going to risk an injury for $75,000. You know, to, it's peanuts to cap. It's obviously, as we mentioned, it's not peanuts to other guys. Yeah, and, and that's and yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, when you're a guy that's been sitting on the couch and you, you know, training and you're wondering where your next check and all that stuff going to come for, yeah, this league is a blessing. But when you're a guy like Cap and you got $30, $40 million in the bank, I'm going to come play for 75000 Like, no. Yeah, no, he good. He's making money right now through Nike and other things, so he's he's chilling. Not going to happen. Okay, so are you going to be tuning in then this coming weekend? I am definitely going to be tuning in. I'm going to be watching all these games. And it's an Arizona team, so I might even try to go catch me a game every now and then. But, no, I love the league, so, you know. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be a fan, be be checked in, because I know it's going to be a lot of these players that make it from this league, the National Football League, and I'm going to talk about him on TV like, ooh, he got watched, but he played on Team Apollo, and he <laughs> was out there ball. <laughs> Hopefully by then you, you'll know every single team, and you'll, and you'll know it's San Diego Fleet and not Fleet. Hey, okay. On Fleet. I'm going to say, boy, he was on Fleet all season in San Diego, <laughs> boy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, guess what, James? Guess what? Guess what? It's over. It's over. We are making it short and sweet this week. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoy the show. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Art19. And you know what I'm about to say. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. For James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.